the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. The views and opinions expressed by Rob Black and his guests are not necessarily those of KDOW or its management owners or advertisers and should not be construed as legal tax or investment advice. Always consult with the appropriate advisor before making any investment or financial planning decision. Insightful. Informative. Irreverent. We're ready. 1220 KDOW presents Rob Black and Your Money. Your source for breaking news, market updates, and successful investment strategies for the 21st century. Sounds like a great program. Getting you to retirement in today's market. So let's get on with the show. Taxes, family finance, insurance, the economy, technology, media, and entertainment. Rob is talking about it with you at 800-516-1220. So call in. We'll chat and uh, have some fun. Now to start your day with the latest news and market commentary. Here's Rob Black on the Bay Area's business leader, 1220 KDOW. Welcome in. In. Rob Black and your money. I'm Rob Black talking money, investing, and more. Thanks for listening to the show. Thanks for being a part of the show. Love getting your emails. Rob at robblackshow.com. It's Rob at robblackshow.com. Anything that you want to add to the show, that would be great. Uh, so don't be shy about that. Um, what else do we have out there that's interesting of note today? Uh, stock market Monday, so we get to digest all the weekend news and the fears, and it's a lot of politics right now. So the morning shows on Sunday aren't being um, Wall Street-centric as much as they're being politics-centric. Um, another reminder of how good things are for the global economy. People's Bank of China surprised global markets today with news that it's cutting the reserve requirement ratio for China's biggest lenders by 50 basis points. That's not good. I'm actually being funny when I say that's good news because it's not good news in any way, shape, or form. China's got a real estate bubble worse than the United States had in 2006, and it's going to unwind. Does it happen slowly or does it happen fast? There is, what is there today? Hmm. The People's Bank of China action came after the close of trading in China, which saw the Shanghai Composite fall about 5%. Uh, ended down about 2.9%. It's down 24.1% for the year. We're not having a bad year. China's having a bad year. This is the fifth cut in the reserve requirement ratio since last February, which is to say the computer hasn't yet picked up on the understanding that the prior policy moves have been pretty ineffectual in reversing the inventory glut in oil and copper, the economic slowdown in China, the capital flight from the country, and the meltdown of the stock market there. If you pay attention to headline news in the United States, you know that a lot of Chinese individuals are buying real estate, um, high-end real estate. It's tough for their government to take it away from them outside of their own country. It's easy inside of their own country. That's what people have a fear of is when things get tough, what's going to happen? Um, some weak inflation data came out of the Eurozone that should 
all but ensure the European Central Bank, which is the opposite, not the opposite, but the counterpart of the American Federal Reserve, uh, they're going to introduce more stimulus at their next meeting because there was no inflation. Um, the Fed may just give some serious thought to raise the Fed fund rates at the next meeting, March 15th and 16th. So that's coming up. Years 1-6 over. Is that about right? January in the books. February going to be in the books today. Um, will the Fed raise rates in two weeks or not? Uh, in theory, if they were going to raise them four times a year, four times in this calendar year, this would be the meeting for them to start. Has the data been enough for them? Um, no big corporate market moving news of note today. Not yet, at least. So we're kind of focusing in on the People's Bank of China. Oil prices, the ongoing rally effort in the back half of February. Uh, nothing super dramatic out there. So good day for you to you know work on your portfolio, find some stocks that you like, find some mutual funds that you like, things along those lines. Um, the Academy Awards last night, incredibly awkward. So incredibly awkward. Uh, the S&P 500 down a couple points. The Dow down 17. The Nasdaq up four. Warren Buffett's in the news today because his uh, company, Berkshire Hathaway, does their annual report right around now. And it's a pretty sought-after piece of uh, financial information. He went off a little bit of a tangent on what he characterizes as the most egregious example of how corporate executives fudge numbers to inflate profits. Uh, so he goes, he goes through, you know, what his, he would call his financial results. Um, and at one point in time, he goes, I suggest that you ignore a portion of gap amortization cost, which is the generally accepted accounting principles. Um, he said some of the line items that were depressing Berkshire's own reported profits. So, and he said, but it's with some trepidation that I do that, knowing that it's become common for managers to tell their owners to ignore certain expense items that are all too real. He's referring to something pretty powerful. Um, GAAP, G-A-A-P, is short for Generally Accepted Accounting Principles, and it represents an attempt to promote uniformity in how companies report their financial performance. But um, there's another term out there called EBITDA, Earnings before interest tax, depreciation, amortization. But you have to pay all those things, and all those things are real cost of business. So there's a lot of writing down of assets that goes on, and there's, you know, stock based compensation comes out of these generally accepted accounting principles. And I, I find it interesting that he brings it up because it's a reminder to you, the average investor out there, be cautious. Um, a lot of times you're investing in companies that you have no clue uh, the, the, the depth and the, the particulars inside their financials. That's fair. I mean, you know, if you can't admit that, that, that would be silly of you. You should be able to accept that kind of criticism on occasion, I believe. Donald Trump has his biggest lead yet uh, tomorrow, Super Tuesday. Uh, it separates the wheat from the chief. Maybe the boys for the men, whatever stupid phrase you want to throw out there. But he has support of 49% of Republican and Republican-leaning voters nationally. That puts him more than 30 points ahead of Senator Marco Rubio of Florida, who has 16%. Ted Cruz of Texas has 
Ben Carson still has 10%, and John Kasich out of Ohio has got about 6 um, Super Tuesday will be pretty interesting. Um, 10 states go to the polls. And uh, we'll see where we stand into this week on, you know, where that leans. Uh, I think you have to think about politics because there's no doubt in my mind that, you know, Main Street and Wall Street do connect, uh, sometimes a little bit closer than others uh, at times. And it's just worthy of note throwing it out there. Um, China is China. China. Don't you love it sometimes when you're like, how did that word come out of my mouth? China. China said today they're expected to lay off about 1.8 million workers in the coal and steel industries. Um, those are not healthy industries. They've got overcapacity. And here's the the totally inappropriate joke. They got overcapacity through the yin-yang. Um, too much. Now, 1.8 million, 15% of a workforce. Can you imagine if we were to say, we're going to fire 15% of all cafeteria workers in the United States. We're going to fire 15% of all the cabs in the United States. We're going to fire 15%. That's, that's a pretty big number. So, um, But again, it comes down to the, the government in China managing their economy and they show the world what they want so 800-516-1220 calls on the air america express is officially selling its massive costco business to citibank um, america express announced the end of its exclusive co-branding agreements on grounds that it couldn't find a deal that made better economic sense so the end was slated for march this is a big loss for american express but they are getting some ching out of it Picking up Citigroup and a billion dollars from them. I'm Rob Black, talking all things financial, money, investing, and more. Find me online at robblackshow.com. Email me, rob at robblackshow.com. Twitter, Rob Black Show. YouTube, Rob Black Show. I'm Rob Black, talking money, investing, and more. Guess what's going to cost more this year? I'll give you a second to try to figure out what's going to cost more this year. Um, Auto insurance. The auto insurance companies had an awful year last year. Can you guess why? I'll give you a second to figure that one out. It's in large part due to distracted driving. It appears to be growing. (laughs) It's pretty dramatic. And I don't think it's really that much of a shock. Warren Buffett, you know, broke out some numbers on some of his holdings, and one of them that he talked about was Geico. I love Geico's business model, and I think 
you could love Geico's business model if you just kind of look at it ever so slowly. Investor Warren Buffett can give you a business lesson just by looking at his holdings. With auto insurance, they look at you, they look at your age, they go out and look at all the statistics of people who are 18, 25, 35, 45, whatever your age is, they look at all the statistics, and they make a decision on, are we going to insure this person or not, based on how many accidents per 100,000. So they may have like three accidents in 100,000. So they'll insure 100,000 people knowing there's going to be three accidents, or they'll insure 100,000 or one. So sometimes these things can change. I think in 10, 15 years, we should be paying dramatically less for car insurance because, in theory, driverless cars will have fewer accidents than us. And I heard one CEO of a tech company recently say she got stuck behind a Google car, and it was just – she said, I loved it. It was being too cautious. Like, it wants no accidents. Um, and, of course, it w- it'll be, you'll be, you know, uh, throwing the middle finger out. <laughs> Google cars are being a little too cautious, to say the least. But the National Safety Council recently estimated the number of traffic deaths in the United States rose 8% from 2014 to 2015. That is a horrific number. Um, that's the largest year-to-year percentage in half a century. Things haven't changed that much, and cars are technically safer, right? Um, it's not like we had exploding wheels or we had a bad batch of, well, we did have some bad uh, airbags, but 8% is huge. And you'll hear me on the show on a regular basis talk about some of the sadness. That, like, I can't imagine being a parent who has to bury a kid. And 10, 15 years from now, in self-driving cars, can we be able to drive, you know, home safe if he does get drunk, because the car will do the driving for him. And I think that's a good thing. You know, I grew up many years ago, and we saw it just egregiously everywhere. You know, uh, Sam was 17 years old. This was supposed to be the day he graduated high school. But Sam wasn't driving. Timmy was driving. And Timmy had been drinking cough syrup all day. So we're paying more for auto insurance, and that means good drivers have to suck it up and pay more for the bad drivers. The National Safety Council estimated the number of traffic deaths up 8%. And cars are, you know, you'll see cars now that are made out of aluminum. And the Ford F-150 truck is an aluminum-based truck, and it's really expensive to fix, even if you just get a ding in it. Um, so I think that's worthy of note. It was a tough year last year for Geico. Underwriting profit plummeted to $460 million from $1.1 billion. And I know you're saying, I don't feel bad for that big conglomerate only making $460 million off people's car insurance. And see, the reason I like the car insurance business model, they do something that's fantastic. The moment you don't pay your insurance, they cancel you. That's pretty amazing. And I kind of love that. So 800-516-1220 to get your calls on the air. Anything that you want to talk about, we can talk about money, investing, and or more. Um, Super Tuesday coming up, and that should give us some you know, pretty good idea on what's going to happen in the elections. And a lot of people are saying, you know, we're not really ha- – in the fourth year of a presidential 
election cycle. It's been bullish for stocks, but we don't really know who's going to be the replacement. You know, I think you could look at polls and say, you know, Clinton is a pretty strong candidate against the Republicans. I think that's what the polls are saying. I'm not a politician. I don't pretend to be a politician. This is not a political show. So I think you have to say, okay, leaning one way. Um, but data shows that the Russell 1000 large cap stock index typically finishes higher in the fourth year of a presidential cycle. Um, it's done that every year since Ronald Reagan first took office in 1980, except for in 2008, which was during the financial crisis, the end of George W. Bush's second term, and was part of the reason we headed towards the Great Recession. I don't know if I like calling it the Great Recession. Uh, I know I'm supposed to, but we should know a little bit more this week after Super Tuesday. So there's a lot of headwinds, but knowing a political party's likely candidate will cut down a little bit on some of the circus-like drama. And i got to feel bad for Marco Rubio and uh, Ted Cruz. If they do end up losing to Trump, their kids are going to dog dad about losing to Donald Trump. Hey, dad, why did you make America great like Trump? I mean, can't you see it kind of like coming from a a no-brainer, kind of kids mocking their dad? Anyhow, let's move forward. Um, give yourself a raise. There was a report coming out of NerdWallet recently that, you know, of course Americans need to save more. And they looked at a 25-year-old earning 45000 And how can the, someone who's making $45,000 a year make a million dollars? And what it, basically the, the report said was avoid lifestyle creep. When that 25-year-old gets a raise, we're likely to go out and say, oh, I need a new car, a better car. Um, I drive a clunker. I have a really nice car for, like, skiing, um, i.e. trips to the mountain that's for safety, and then I've got a clunker that I drive day to day. And that clunker is no better than the clunker that I had in my 20s, and I'm worth more money than you, likely, likely, um, because I drive a clunker. So um, no one ever has enough, it feels like. So inflation tempers us, but... If you get 3% annual raises on a regular basis, you get a bonus every now and then, and you save it, you will achieve your million dollars if you cut back on the lifestyle creep. Um, If you just pay yourself 1%, 2%, or 3% more, it's not much. And let's say you get a tax refund. That's actually not a a gift. The government's not going, you know, duh, we, we love you. They're saying you paid us too much during the year, so here's your money back that you earn. Save it. Find me online at Rob Black Show, Twitter Rob Black Show, YouTube Rob Black Show.
Visit Rob Black online at robblack.com. Now, back to Rob Black and your money on AM 1220 KDOW. You fell asleep in my car. I drove the whole time. But that's okay. I'll just avoid the whole so you I think investors are going to be looking for some clarity after tomorrow. The political brawl. Let's get ready to rumble. The White House has weighed on stocks, in my opinion. High levels of uncertainty. So, will it be the end of Bernie Sanders, or will you feel the burn on Wednesday? Will Trump have to start putting together, you know, who would be in his cabinet? Is it just going to be all winners and losers from uh, his reality show, The Celebrity Apprentice? Is it going to go to the apprentice side of it? Like, Omarosa? Is she going to be Secretary of Defense? I'd love to see it. Um, if at least in a dream or a nightmare, I'd love to see it somewhere uh, play out. So strong results from Hillary Clinton in 11 states that vote Tuesday could all but cement Clinton's front-runner status and turn upstart Bernie Sanders, uh, the senator from Vermont, into a long shot. So we're going to learn a lot more on Tuesday, Tuesday night, Wednesday. So probably the way most people are going to experience it. Warren Buffett over the weekend released his annual letter to shareholders. And if you like 15th, 16th century pottery, you read a magazine called Jugs. If you like the investment world, you read Barron's, you take a look at the Financial Times. Uh, On the weekends, you take a look at Warren Buffett's annual letter. He is the Michael Jordan of investing. So he releases his annual letter to shareholders, and it's one of the most widely read documents in the business world for sometimes the smart, sometimes the controversial, sometimes funny insights that he throws out there. Some of the takeaways this year was that 2015 was a good year for Berkshire Hathaway, despite what the stock did. In a flat 2015, Berkshire fell about 12%, its worst decline for 2008, since 2008. He focused on the company's 6.4% gain in book value. So there's different ways of looking at investments. If the inherent value of the company is going up, that's where he sees progress. But just because the stock market didn't like his holdings, he doesn't feel to be a loser. That would be like you playing on a basketball team that goes 0-25, and between the first year and the second year, and the second year you go 0 and 25. And the progress report is we're passing better, or you know we're we're uh, taking better shots, our sh- our field goal percentage is up. You still feel 0 and 25. How are you going to be judged? 0 and 25, right? So Buffett reiterated his assertion that Berkshire will repurchase stock if the value of Berkshire trades at or below 1.2 times book. So it's currently trading about 1.3 times book. So he sees very little, I'm not saying he, there's very little downside on the stock if he starts buying back shares at 1.2 and it's currently at 1.3. Or maybe he's telling you this is a metric where you should be buying the stock. Berkshire Hathaway now owns 10 and a quarter companies outright. Um, And then they have investments in other companies. How do you own a quarter of a company? 
They own 27% of Kraft Heinz. So every time you reach for ketchup, you're basically helping Warren Buffett. Every time you use a Geico insurance, you're sending money to Warren Buffett. The owner of Detroit Tigers, or at least the former owner, and I don't know if he's still currently, but at one point in time, Detroit was owned by a guy named Tom Monahan, and Detroit, Ti- Detroit Tigers, uh, Tom Monahan, was the founder of Domino's Pizza. So if you were a, a baseball fan, and like let's say you like the Yankees, I'd tell the Yankee fan, you can't be ordering Domino's Pizza because you're making the other team have more money. So order pizza. But that's just again to show you, like, I don't know, something trivial? Sure, let's call it something trivial. So Berkshire Hathaway, Warren Buffett, owns railroads. He owns utilities, energy, financials. He owns manufacturing. He owns retail. Um, profits in 2015 were higher than the profits in 2014. I find that interesting to, to note. He owns a company called Precision Cast Parts. And that's a powerhouse company that makes car parts. Now, not all of his companies are, are doing well right now. America Express and IBM. Um, those stocks were down big in 2015. American Express was down 25%, and IBM was down 14 Coca-Cola and Wells Fargo, those are the four companies he calls his big four. Coca-Cola and Wells Fargo had good years. Um, and what's interesting to note about all these companies is they generate an enormous amount of cash. Some men, when we're looking for female mates, were like, I hope... I hope she can really cook well. Some go, um, I hope she reads poetry to me and, you know, the two of us hook up on a, a chemical level that is, is second to, to the stars. Some guys are looking for their mother. We're all looking for different things. And same thing with investing. You have to come up with a list of what you're looking for. He likes cash flow generating machines. Uh, Buffett in his letter to shareholders mentioned that political candidates were dead wrong about the economy. Don't look for any mentions about oil, China, foreign currency exchange rates, monetary policy. They're not there. But when talking about the domestic economy, he thinks the politicians are wrong. He thinks it's an election year and candidates can't stop speaking about our country's problems. And he says, all things considered, our country's problems aren't that bad. He thinks the negative drumbeat many Americans now believe that their children will not live as well as they themselves too. He thinks that's dead wrong. He referred to babies being born in America today as the luckiest crop in history. <laughs> I love thinking about babies as a crop. Let's go water the baby. Honey, let's go wa- plant our baby. That would be fun. Planting the baby seed for sure. But yielding the crop... Sounds just downright wrong. Um, he said the American GDP per capita is now about 56000 which is six times the amount it was in 1930. Uh, America's economic magic remains alive and well. He talks about the climate risk. Not only does Leonardo DiCaprio bring his mom to the Academy Awards, that's because he can't bring his Monday girl or his Tuesday girl will get mad at his Monday girl or his Wednesday girl gets mad at the Tuesday girl. Um, brings his mom. But he did talk about climate change and all the women in, in the United States went, oh, he cares about the climate. So Buffett said the insurance business would not be affected by climate change in the near term. But he thinks it's risk. So he invested in insurance companies. So sure, 
if there is only a 1% chance the planet is heading towards a truly major disaster and delay means passing a point of no return, inaction now is foolhardy. He says, let's call this Noah's Law, as in Noah's Ark. If an ark may be essential for our survival, begin building it today, no matter how cloudless the skies appear. So he thinks climate change is a risk, even if it's just 1%. That's, a good st- that's not a good statistic. It's a good thought to play with. If there is a chance that we're heading towards a, a end-of-days kind of scenario, shouldn't we be prepping for it now? Another thick point in his seven major points that he, I highlight in his annual shareholder letters is a major attack is a clear and present enduring danger. And the threat to the citizens of the United States, whether it be cyber, whether it be biological, whether it be nuclear or chemical, he thinks it is a clear, present, and enduring danger. He thinks innovation has its dark side. There's no way for American corporations or their investors to shed this risk. And I, I, I you got to don't if we were all having a beer right now. If we were to say, yeah, let's talk North Korea. That little guy's got a nuclear weapon. Do you think he'll ever use it? What would that look like? Um, cyber crimes seem to be happening more and more so on a regular basis. I've heard about corporations now, a major hospital chain in the United States. They paid a ransom, I think it was $70,000 in Bitcoin, to terrorists who got cyber terrorists who got information and was threatening to shut them down. And that's not going to hit the news because the company doesn't want it to hit the news. Um, Buffett said that productivity is a good for society, but it comes at a cost. Uh, he believes in the net benefit to society from improved productivity. Americans will not be living nearly as well as they do if we had not mandated that 11 million people should forever be employed in farming. He said safety nets are paramount. The solution, rather, is a variety of safety nets aimed at providing a decent life for those who are willing to work but find their specific talents judged of small value. So he personally wants to reform earned income tax credit, and he thinks that would make America work for those willing to work. Uh, Buffett celebrates technological progress, but isn't ready for tender. I love that he brings up tender in his shareholder letter. He said, I now spend 10 hours a week playing bridge online. Searching is invaluable to him, but he's not willing to jump on tender. And finally, he is pumped that he's webcasting the meeting on Yahoo Finance. Yahoo Finance is hosting the first ever live stream of his shareholder meeting on April 30th. So they're jumping into the 21st century, and I think it's kind of cool. For an old man who is the Michael Jordan of investing, he's still got game. Find me online at Rob Black Show. Tweet me, Rob Black Show. YouTube me, Rob Black Show. Listening to Rob Black and Your Money on AM 1220 KDOW and iHeart Radio Station.
Welcome in, Rob Black and your money. I'm Rob Black. Talking all things financial, money, investing, and more. Anything that you want to talk about, we could talk about. <clears throat> Carl Icahn's putting in a bid for Federal Mogul. Will it succeed or not? Last year, Icahn didn't have the greatest year. Comes and goes, ebbs and flows as far as success goes. Remember, uh, even the best of the best have down, you know, have misses. Steph Curry, you know, what's he shooting? 50% free throw. So you could say, wow, that's great. Or you could say, well, he does miss 50%. So there's always an angle, in my opinion. And one thing you don't ever want to do is get caught up in that, like, I got to be like him. You know, I got to do this. I, I got to be the greatest investor of all time. Very likely, if you're listening to the show right now, you're driving to work and you're probably one of the greatest accountants or maybe in your love life, you're the greatest lover or maybe in cars, you're the best driver ever. I don't like driving. I, I like to drive, but when other people are in the car, I let them drive because they want to drive. And I hate backseat drivers. Just I, It gets on me. So very, very quickly, I go like, yeah, if you want to drive, you can drive. I even let other people drive my car, which is kind of ludicrous. Um, so Carl Icahn, great investor. We can learn a lot from him, but don't try to be him. Try to learn a lot from him. Warren Buffett, greatest investor of all time. You could probably learn more about investing from you know reading books about Warren Buffett or his annual report. If you just read his annual report every year, it's worth a read. Um, I know you're some some of you are having this fantasy about settling down and marrying me. And let me just tell you that I'm a lot of fun. Grabbing a copy of Warren Buffett's annual shareholder letter to annual letter to his shareholders. Drawing a bath. Big tiger claw bath. Hot bubbles. Champagne. Relaxing. Maybe a nice scrub. Who doesn't like exfoliating? and reading annual reports from Berkshire Hathaway. There's so much information there. And you, too, should do this to become a better investor. Domino's Pizza beat on both the top and bottom lines and posted double-digit same-store sales growth. They boosted their quarterly dividend by 23%. Why do I bring up Domino's Pizza? Because we're saving money at the pump, right? And a lot of it's going to things like Domino's Pizza. It's shocking, but that's where we see it. <clears throat> Hello, Milan. Um, and for the record, Domino's Pizza is at an all-time high right now. And again, that it shows you that sometimes we make investing too difficult. Do you think Americans are going to continue to eat what could be one of the worst pizzas of all time? I think they will. Now, is it too expensive in the short term? Yes. Do you know why? Because everyone knows about it. So I think you should look for value. I think banks are showing a lot of book value. If you don't know what book value is, then don't buy a bank. If you can't look it up, don't do it. Uh, now, another company I want to talk about ever so briefly is uh, Chow, Italy, Starbucks. Um, a nation known for espressos. Do we really think coffee is going to sell well there? Starbucks is saying, you know what? We're going beast mode on you. I'm not a big fan of Italians. 
I know you're saying, don't offend the Italians. Ciao. Riding around San Francisco on Vespas. Ciao. Look at my Vespa. Ciao. I'm from Italy. Ciao. Ciao, bella. Um, so I want Starbucks to go into Italy and, and bring our... Well, I used to say it, and I was a lot meaner. You know, America's great at exporting our crap to the other parts of the world. You know, we send them McDonald's. We send them, like, we send them our not-so-great product. Starbucks uh, is a great product. I, I'm not going to knock that. Some people don't like it. Some people find the coffee too bitter. Um, you know, I, 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 I'm not a big coffee guy, for the record. I like coffee with dessert, which makes me kind of weird. Um, I once had a, a cup of uh, a monkey butt coffee, which these lemurs in Asia eat the coffee bean. It passes through their system. It comes out the other side, thus the term monkey butt coffee. Um, someone picks it up, cleans the excrement off the bean, and sells the bean as, this is super luxurious, and it's got, you know, there's only 100 gallons made per year, so let's see if we can get an American to pay 50 to $100 for a cup of coffee. Sure enough, they can. Um, I, that is a true story. I indulged in monkey butt coffee. Um, and that's not a good indulgence. So... But anyway, back to um, Howard Schultz and Starbucks. They're expanding in Italy. And that's a country with a lot of coffee heritage. And I want Starbucks to win because the more we can make going to Europe like being in the United States, the more Americans will go to Europe. There's no chance. There's so many Americans who are like, I'm not going to Europe. They ain't got a Starbucks. Where am I getting my Starbucks? Well, now you can go to Europe and get your Starbucks. And your McDonald's. And it'll be just like you're at home. Because that's the greatness of, of some of these franchises, is the consistency. Anyway, elsewhere out there, um, brrr, what else should we talk about? Uh, markets are in green. That's nice. Oil's up. Stocks are up. Kind of, it's, that's been the story, right? And it's still doing it! <laughs> Penny home sales hit one year low in January. Um, I saw a great article about San Francisco Bay prices, home prices in San Francisco in the peninsula as potentially crashing. If you want a copy, drop me an email, rob at robblackshow.com. Find me online at robblackshow.com. Tweet me, robblackshow, YouTube, robblackshow. Take care. Have a good day. Talk to you soon. Views and opinions expressed by Rob Black and his guests are not necessarily those of the Wall Street Business Network, this station, its management, owners, or advertisers, and should not be construed as legal, tax, or investment advice. Always consult with the appropriate advisor before making any investment or financial planning decision. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. 
with in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records of the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com, salemnow.com.